Hey folks, and welcome back to the No Regrets Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Morton. And I'm Carla. And we are excited that you took part of your day, which we know is valuable, to spend a little bit of time with us as we talk about just some areas in marriage that we found to be really, really important about building strong, healthy marriages. Uh, as we start out, I want to share a verse with you. And this is from Ephesians chapter 5, verses 15 through 17. Paul says, hey, look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. You know, I think, Carla, one of the things we've talked about before is maybe the biggest, one of the biggest dangers to marriages today is busyness. Oh, gosh, yes. And, and oftentimes what happens is we get busy with life, work, church, family, friends, all the other things that go on. We stop being, and this is the word we're going to use today, intentional about our marriage. We start letting it drift. Sometimes we think, okay, well, I'll work on it later. Or, hey, things are going to be good. We talk to each other. We say who gets the kids, all of these things. We sort of talked about that before. But we're not really being intentional. Intentional, excuse me, that word came out wrong. About our marriage. You know, in every other area of your life, in our lives, we got to be intentional to get something to happen. I mean, that is so true. I mean, you don't stay physically fit. You do not probably advance in your career. Uh, you do not probably have good relationships with your children, with your family, with friends. You don't have a hobby that you excel in if you are not intentional about doing it. And that usually spells time, but it minimally means you put a focused intent on doing something about it. I know one of the illustrations we use a lot in talking about building strong marriages is homes and houses and, you know, how you build a really strong house. I mean, Jesus used the illustration of, hey, do you want to build your house on sand or do you want to build on a strong foundation? You know, we did a, a remodel uh, not long ago, uh, just, just some basic stuff, but how would it have been if we just said to the contractor, hey, do something? Have at it. Yeah, have at it. How would that have turned out? It, it might have turned out good according to him, but probably not the way we wanted things to be. And in fact, I remember talking with our contractor sometimes and we'd give him a suggestion and he sort of looked at us like, you want yeah. to do what? Yeah. But if we didn't have a plan and a vision of what we wanted it to be and we're not intentional about getting that done, one, I don't think it ever would have gotten done and it would not have turned out the way that it did. What's interesting, I think, is when you think about most every other area in your life, again, your career, um, your hobbies, you think, okay, this is where I'd like my career or you, you know, I'd like to go this far in the company or this is what I'd like to achieve or this is the kind of money I want to make. Sometimes with our children, we're like, I, I want to kind of direct them toward being a football player. Yeah, I we worry about getting them in the right schools and making sure they're doing the right things and to we, be successful and get we where they should be. Them, yeah, to all these different things, which is nothing wrong with, but we're being super intentional about it because we're thinking, 
well, they might be gifted in this area and we wanted them to have a chance to do it. And then you take what for believers outside of their relationship with Jesus as the most important relationship and more times than not, we are not intentional. Yeah, I think it's, you know, it's interesting. We use, I use that verse from Paul and I think of Paul's other writings, particular Corinthians, and he's got his love chapter right there, 1 Corinthians 12. And, you know, the kind of love it talks about, it's that agape and it's not a feeling, it's being intentional about what you do and how you treat your spouse and how you treat other people. In this case, we're talking about husbands and wives that that command to love one another implicit in that command is being intentional. And we've got to carry that same mindset into marriage. And so what we want to do tonight is we want to talk particularly about three different areas. And we think it's really important that we show intentionality in marriage. And we call them the three C's. And the first one is creating a vision for your marriage. What are some of the questions you want to think about when you're creating that vision for your marriage, Carla? Well, it's kind of the idea of, you know, one, where are you now? And you may be starting out, which is awesome, because then you really can sort of, the the page is blank. And you can think, what do we as a couple want to be? What do we see our marriage like? What what are, What is going to describe us? Or you're years into it. That is great. That's fine, too. But evaluate, where are you? What would you like your relationship to be like? You know, what do you, where do you want to be a year from now? Where do you want to be 10 years from now? What do you want it to be characterized by? And so I think you just intentionally talk about what do you want it to be? Yeah, I know every, every January, the president gives the State of the Union address. And it's a look back. Hey, where have we come from? What are some of the problems? What are some of the issues we face? What are some of the good things that happen? But then it's also, where are we going? And creating a vision for the country. You know, I think it's important that, you know, in January may be a great time or whatever time works for you, but I think on an annual basis, I think every couple ought to have sort of that state of the marriage time where they talk and look, as you said, hey, what's good? What needs work? Where do we want to go? I think it just helps you, and you think about it, You, we do that in every other area. We evaluate, have I lost the weight I wanted to lose? Am I exercising like I want to? Are my kids on this certain path? Whatever, whatever. We do it, but for some reason, marriage is one area that we don't seem to make it a priority to do that. No, and I think it's just because we have this idea that as we go along, things will get better. When we have time, when we deal with this issue, we do with that, and we never sit there and just sort of sit down, and I guess you would say, take the bull by the horns and say, hey, what do we want to do with this? Where do we want to go in our marriage? And one of the, you know, we want to give you tools for each of these things, and one of the good tools that we've seen people do is, hey, each partner, husbands, you do this, wives, you do this, hey, Pick four words that you would want to describe the kind of marriage that you'd have. And I mean, that can be any adjectives, any descriptive Mm -hmm. words you want. It could be fun, adventurous, intimate, caring, communication, whatever words you want to choose. You pick four words 
that you would like to describe your marriage. Then you come together, share them with your spouse, agree on four together, and then use that to begin to build towards, to create a vision of where you want to go in your marriage. It's kind of fun, too, to think that if you sit down and do it, and you might could do a bank of words if you want to and come up with 25 or 20, and then you each pick four from it, but to see, do you start off with any of the same words? Or do you end up having to negotiate? And sometimes my definition of a word may, you may pick another word and the idea may be really similar. So we may really be in sync on that. But it's kind of cool to even just the idea of talking through it together. Yeah. And if you want to email us at johnnymorton at noregrets.org, then we will send you the tool. Oh, yeah. That we share with our couples and have them do. And it's a, it's a great little exercise for a couple to do about beginning to build a vision for what they want their marriage to be. So first C is creating a vision. Here's the second C, and that is connecting. And Carla, I'm going to let you talk about what does it mean to connect with somebody, at least in, in your mind? Well, I have to talk about this because Johnny did not understand this English word for a really long time. Is it English? Yes, I think so. And I would say, Johnny, I don't feel connected. And he would get this day sort of almost scared looking in his eyes like, oh, dear, where is she going now? Because he he understood that there was something that I was upset or lacking in, but he didn't really quite get what it was. And for... A lot of women, I'm just going to say for myself, but I think probably there's a lot of women that would um, understand this. When we say we don't feel connected, there is a sense that we are not communicating on a deeper level, meaning I don't mean that you didn't tell me where you were going this week or what the schedule was or who's getting which kid and what night are we eating what. We may have done that. But did we ever have any time or moments where you looked at me and really saw me and were asking how I was and what's going on in your heart and mind and what are you feeling and thinking? That's what I mean by connecting. Yeah, so probably another big, uh, I guess, a word that would go along with that is that idea of intimacy. And when we think of intimacy, it's that idea that you're sharing something with somebody that you don't normally necessarily share with somebody else. It is a closeness that you have. And I don't know if there's a more intimate relationship you can have than marriage. And so we talk about connecting. It's really on two different levels. First of all, it's connecting with God. That we believe that the foundation that marriage has to be built on is our individual relationships with God. And we're going to talk more about how that comes into play together. But it's that relationship with God that I've got to have a focus and a priority. That should be the most important thing in my life. That should be the most important thing in Carla's life. Because if we're not connecting to God on a regular basis and building that intimacy with him, then we're not going to be able to be the husband or wife in totality that God's called us to be. Carl, I know that you're, in your journey, it's really that intimacy, that building that relationship, connecting with God, it really made some changes, I know, in our marriage. Yes. I mean, spiritually for me, and, and I, we sort of reference this on the podcast talking about the why of marriage, but 
for a really long time in our marriage, um, I did not understand or I was not experiencing the truth of the fact that Jesus has got to meet and only Jesus can meet the deepest needs of our hearts and our lives. And if we're looking to our spouse to do that on the deepest levels in a consistent way, never failing us, never letting us down, we're going to be disappointed because no human being is ever going to do that for us. And so it took a lot of time for God to really teach me that for my eyes to be open to see it and embrace that truth. But as I did, it was the most freeing thing ever because then I could stop trying to get you to do and be what I wanted you to do and be. And it was to meet my needs and behave the way I wanted you to and always do, you know, it in the way that satisfied me. And when I was able to see that that was not, that that was not your role and your role wasn't to meet all my needs and satisfy me all the time. And so when God began to teach me that, then I began to be free to come to you in our relationship from a position of being full, not empty, trying to pull everything out of you. Yeah, and I'll be the first to admit, I was not the husband that I needed to be to Carla. And yet, the truth that she talks about there is that, yes, there's certain needs that we need to meet. We meet that need for companionship and someone to depend on and security and safety and all of those things. But those deepest emotional needs that we have, I can't meet those in Carla if I'm not in connection with God. And as I grow closer and closer in my relationship with God, he changes me and molds me to be the man that Carla needs me to be as her husband. And so I think vital in any marriage relationship is your individual connections to God. So we want to connect to God, but we also want to build on connecting to each other and being intentional about that. And we're going to talk about three different areas there. Connecting to your spouse spiritually, emotionally, and physically. Um, let's talk real quick about the physical. And we're not going to spend a lot of time there. But, hey, having a great sex life doesn't just happen. It's something you have to work towards. It's like every other area of your life. Like you said, there are three areas basically that we want to connect in, if you would, that spiritually, emotionally, and physically. And the reality is, if any one of those are missing or skewed, it's not going to be the healthiest, best thing it could possibly be. And 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 I want to say this one little caveat. I, I think probably most people that are listening are probably believers, because that is who we're speaking to. But God's truth is truth. And um, it... So even if someone is not walking with him, does not know him, if they're putting some of God's principles into play, there will still be blessings and benefits in their lives. They will reap that. But I think for believers to have spiritual connection, emotional connection, like I was just talking about, and then as you said, the physical, and you honestly can't leave any one of those three out. Yeah, and I think the thing that's unique about the physical, yes, on a purely physical level, it's going to work. But 
for that physical intimacy, the sexual intimacy, that incredible gift that God gave us for marriage, for it to be everything that it needs to be, you've really got to be building that intimacy emotionally and spiritually. More than any of the others, I think, sexual intimacy at the highest level depends on building emotional and spiritual intimacy. Absolutely. And and we may, I don't know that I'm willing to do this, but we may at some point do yes, more of a will. talk on that. But we do we do have a um material and we do have a, a, a conference retreat that we've done or doing on that. And one of the things that we sort of say is and and it's it shows up a lot. If there are issues outside the covers they're going to show up underneath the covers. So you you can't just have it good there and then think you can ignore the other areas because those things will show up. But again, it's those three domains, if you would, that all come together to make this incredible strength in your relationship. Okay, let's talk about the emotional. connect. How do you connect emotionally to somebody else? What are some real ways? I know for a woman... That's probably when they think of being connected, and a lot of times they're thinking that emotional connection. What are ways that me as an ignorant male who emotions, we're not even sure what they are. How can I connect better to you on an emotional level? What are some tools that couples can use? Well, as I was saying um, earlier, the idea of connecting is, is going deeper than that just talking about the just things that you could tell a stranger on the street. But it's the idea of you really looking at me and seeing me. So sometime using questions. And so we say to couples, we recommend, we've got a couple of different questions that we use, but one, one or two of them can be things like, one, how, how did you feel loved this past week? Now, men, that may be a little bold. If That may be a hard one to start with if they're not quite whatever with that. But, you know, or how, what can I do for you this week that might help you? Yeah, how can I serve you this yeah, week? Yeah, and so, wow, what a thing. Because then you're saying, like, I want to be available for you. I care about what's happening with you. But it also gives the other person a chance to say, well, wow. I am totally overwhelmed this week because of this, this, and this. And I would love it if you could do this other thing. So that is so intentional. When somebody really looks at you and asks you a question and then honestly listens to hear what they say. Yeah, if you go back to the Communications 101 podcast we did, it's really being at that levels four and five of communication. Right. Where you're really sharing some of the deepest feelings. I know we talked about that busyness has been one of the enemies. And I think one of the good things you can do, just a simple thing, that if it's nothing else on a regular basis, hey, before you go to bed with your spouse, just go over, hey, what was your high today? Mm -hmm. What was your low today? And my soccer team, uh, with my goalkeepers, a soccer coach, we would ask, what was your peach and what was your pit for the day? <laughs> but it's just a little way to we make sure we know what's going on in each other's lives. And y'all, sometime, as we said, the busyness of life and children and all that can truly eat away at, at your relationship. It really can. So even just committing to say minimally, I'm going to have three minutes to look in his eyes or two minutes and say, what was the high point of your day today and what was the low? 
And that way, like you said, on some little level, we're not just letting days go by that we really never even knew what was happening with our spouse. Yeah, I know a lot of times that when you would say we're not connected, it's because we probably spent two, three, maybe even four days going dusk to dawn and really just sort of like ships passing in the night. Which is the danger. Yeah. Uh, okay, so real quick, the last part of connecting, and that's spiritual connection. The, the highest level of intimacy I think a husband and wife can have is spiritual intimacy. Try to picture in your mind a triangle. God at the top of it, husband and wife at the bottom bases. And where this connects with our individual is we individually move closer and closer to God. That's going to bring, bring us together into a more spiritually intimate relationship. Spiritual intimacy is different than emotional intimacy. It's different than physical intimacy, obviously. It is sharing the spiritual needs and goals that we're moving in the same direction together. So real quick, without going to a lot, some of the tips and some of the things that we've done that sort of built it. Um, we've mentioned this before, I think, in one of the other podcasts. We, had our, we studied a book together. We would choose a book and we'd have date night, supposedly once a week, maybe not always once a week, and we'd talk about the book. Uh, some other things we've done is we talked about um, leading a group together. We started our home group. We became leaders because we wanted to do something together. So find a ministry, find a charity or something that you can serve in together. Hey, after you go to church, talk about what you heard. Uh, and maybe the most powerful thing is pray for each other individually. And you don't have to do this every day, but pray together. Man, at least several times a week, sit down and pray together about your relationship, pray over your children, pray over your spouse, let your spouse pray over you. But there's probably nothing that builds intimacy, both emotional and spiritual, more than that deep prayer time that you get into with your wife or husband. I agree. It's a real vulnerability, and in that vulnerability, it's a con it's an awesome connection. All right. In the last C, we've talked about uh, creating a vision. We talk about connecting, and the last one is cherishing. And if you're like me, you heard this word cherish, guys, and you're like, "What the heck is that?" Where most women immediately, if you talk about cherishing, they understand. Uh, let me help you out, guys. This is a definition that I came up with cherishing, and then I want Carla to talk a little bit more about this idea of cherishing your spouse. Hey, to cherish your spouse is to see them as they truly are, the lovely and the unlovely. It's approaching, appreciating, and honoring the unique person they are while encouraging them to be the best version of themselves. It's noticing and celebrating the excellence you see in them to everyone else. And it's guarding and protecting them from anything that might harm them or your relationship. Carlette, real quick, what do you think it means to be cherished by me? Oh, gosh. Um, I think when, I, when you see me, you look at me, you really see me, and I'm like, I'm like it. You've got eyes and eyes only for me. And in that is such respect, that is such honor, that is a feeling of being so prized and precious, and that you would do whatever to take care of that. 
So it's like this being this incredible treasure that someone has found and they are so delighted. They just want others to know about it, but they're going to take care of it and they're proud of it. I don't know. That's what I think of when I think about how does it feel to feel cherished? Yeah. Okay. Ladies, don't shoot me for this illustration, but guys will understand it. Guys, think of whatever your most prized possession is. I mean, for some guys, it might be their classic car. Uh, For some, it might be their favorite hunting rifle or shotgun. Maybe it's their dog. Maybe it's something else that they just put great value in. And think about how much you take care of that, how much attention you give it, how much you focus on that. Now see your wife as that trophy. See her as that most prized possession that you have. And put the same attention that you do into those other things, put those in your wife. And she will begin to feel cherished by you. You know, we talk about being intentional. And I guess I would say this last thing about cherishing. Hey, figure out how your spouse needs to be loved by you. And then you be intentional about doing that. Even if it's not something you're comfortable with, it's not something you'd normally do, you figure out what they need. And the way you find out is by asking questions. And then you become up and set plans to be intentional about cherishing and loving your spouse the way that they need to be loved. Man, so as we close this out, man, that's our challenge here. I hope you got a few tools, but I hope you'll start to think about how are we doing in these three C's? Man, if we we got a vision, man, if we created a vision for what we want our marriage to be, wherever you are, whatever stage, we ought to be doing that on a regular basis. Secondly, we got to make sure we're connecting both to God and connecting to our spouse on a regular basis, being intentional about it, taking time for conversation, taking time to ask questions, taking time, what are your deepest needs? And finally, it is that valuing our spouse for the incredible gift that they are. Maybe one of the most sobering things someone said to me is this idea that one day God's going to ask me, how did you take care of my daughter, Carla? (laughs) <laughs> man, if I understand that, it talks about the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord, and that's a fearful question. Man, I want to be able to say I took excellent care of her because I cherished her. Carly, you got any last words that you would share just on this idea of being intentional? No, I think I know we've thrown a lot at you, but hopefully you'll peel back some of this, and even if you just take one thing And if you just say, God, I want to be more intentional. I want to move from where we are to a next better place. And I agree with that. Once again, hey, thanks for spending your time with the No Regrets Marriage Podcast. We would love to hear from you. I think you can probably find our email in the show notes or whatever you listen to podcasts. But we pray that God will make your marriage everything that you want it to be.